0: welcome back this is part two of the Santon times podcast episode 28 week 41 on location from imbali safari lodge in the kruger national park so if you've been hearing some ambient noise in the background well that's part of our mobile studio experience that we've set up here on the pool deck i'm thrilled to have tk join me as we move into the second half of this special episode tk is responsible for hr and finance here tk welcome Thank you very much. So TK, tell us a little bit more about uh, what do you look after here at uh, Mbali Safari Lodge. It's also Hoyo Hoyo and, uh, and Hamilton's, right?
1: Yes, that's true. I'm doing uh, HR for the three lodges and also finance for the three lodges. Oh my goodness. And uh, I also do a little bit of front of house where I look after the guests to check how their stay is being. And then I also do a little bit of uh, help in the housekeeping departments to do room checks and to assist if needed be.
0: So you're basically doing everything here.
1: I and mean, that's what it boils down to <laughs> here. I <laughs> am an all-rounder. Like I, I like my job too much. So I basically do everything, but based ma- uh, mainly in the office with HR and finance. So
0: you were also a camp manager at one point?
1: Yes, I've been a camp manager for more than 10 years. My so goodness. I've been running Hoyo Hoyo for more than 10 years and I've worked at Hamilton's as well and at Timbali as camp manager.
0: So having done this for so long as you have done it, I mean, it's always on every weekend, every weekday, it's been busy, 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 and then suddenly lockdown happened. What was that like? Must have been, uh, must've been quite a strange feeling.
1: It was a strange and stressful feeling because you know, if you used uh, to being in the bush, you know, waking, meeting people, and all of a sudden now, You have to leave everything and everything came to a standstill so it was quite strange and stressful so how have you sort of kept yourself busy
0: now during lockdown i mean was there a lot to do for you or
1: was it really just waiting and seeing what happens it was just waiting and seeing what happens and then spending time with the family of which it was not a good thing since i'm used to working all the time so yeah, it was just waiting and seeing what will happen. So you must be
0: quite happy seeing a couple of faces come through again. I mean, you guys have started now becoming a little bit busy again. Weekends are filling up?
1: Yes, weekends we are filling up. And we are very happy, you know, to be back at work. Mm-hmm. Out there it's not easy. But now be, uh, being back at work, so everything now will go back to normal. I mean, you're in the HR
0: space, uh, also a very difficult position to be in. I mean, apart from finance, I think they're giving you the two hardest portfolios uh, on the team. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things where a lot of people are talking about how, on the one hand, you know, people are very worried, people are very stressed about their jobs. A lot of companies have had to adjust salaries, they've had to adjust a lot of things. But at the same time, also, I'm finding that people are coming back to work with a very different mindset, much more appreciative of work, much more... um, thankful that they have a job.
1: Are you finding that as well? Yes, we are also finding that, uh, that on our site And our staff, they are very happy to be back at work, even though, you know, it was difficult for them adjusting now, slowly but surely we are getting there. So things are showing a little bit of change. And as the finance woman, I mean, are you
0: already seeing projections into 2021? Are you seeing people interested in uh, coming back to the Kruger, coming back to Mbali? Uh, Are you seeing a lot of inquiries? Uh, How have you been dealing with that?
1: Yes, we are having a lot of inquiries and um, even bookings for 2021. We already have. Bookings for 2021. So people are really looking forward to, to coming back to the Kruger. And is that just South Africans, or are you
0: also seeing some international guests I- inquiring and, and hoping that the flights eventually sort of bring them back to, to the Kruger?
1: At the moment, it's lots of uh, South African guests, but we also have uh, international guests that are inquiring about coming back to the Kruger. And Antike, tell us a little bit more about your career. Where did it all start?
0: How long have you been in the hospitality space for?
1: I started in 2002 as a housekeeper and I worked my way through up. So from housekeeping, I was like I worked in housekeeping for a year and then to butlering for about six months and I was promoted to be a relief manager, a relief camp manager. After that, uh, I became a camp manager and uh, about a year ago. I started, you know, doing what I'm doing now, relieving uh, Julia when she went out for her operation. So it's been, you know, things that happened quickly for me to be where I, I am today. You
0: know, there's a lot of talk always uh, in the South African economy about how important tourism is, how important it is to, uh, you know, the economy from a GDP perspective. It creates employment. Uh, it cr- brings money into the country. Uh, what is your advice to young people that want to get into to tourism? Why should they get into it? And, and what makes somebody who's in hospitality successful?
1: Uh, I will say perseverance. You have to persevere. And you know, this is an industry where if you put all your heart and everything, you can be another person, you know, within two years. As long as you are in there wanting to do it, Tourism is also good in a sense that you get to meet lots of people and you learn about different cultures. And I believe that uh, as well economically is bringing a lot of money to our country. So I would encourage young people, especially women, to get into the industry.
0: Well, TK, I'm going to let you go back to your very busy portfolio. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. That's uh, the lady in charge of HR and finance uh, for the three lodges, Hoyo Hoyo Hamilton's and Mbali Safari Lodge, TK. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Well, now I'm joined by uh, Safari manager Gregory Behrens uh, at uh, this beautiful pool deck that we're on at Mbali. Uh, Gregory, it's so good to have you on the podcast. Thanks and thanks for being here. Well Gregory, you look after Mbali and also the other two lodges as well, Hoyo Hoyo and Hamilton's. That's correct, from an operational
2: perspective, all three camps and the concession in general. So so what does your day consist of? What what does a
0: safari manager do on a daily basis?
2: Mostly making sure all the guests are satisfied, the game drives are running, yeah, everybody's happy, check that the guys are up and doing what they should be doing, maintaining the vehicles, yeah, going around to all three camps, checking operational
0: issues, yeah. So that must have been uh, quite a different experience when you went into lockdown and suddenly this place just went completely quiet. Yeah, lockdown was a bit, I would one say, a bit
2: strange the first week, waking up to a star village that's normally full of life and noises and everyone getting started for the day, just to dead silence and nobody around. It took yeah,
0: some getting used to so to have people coming back again now i see you've got a, a full house this weekend must be uh, quite a, a breath of fresh air after all that time it's fantastic i think
2: all of us are looking forward to it not just us the whole tourism industry but yeah to have people back again interacting that's what that's what we do it's what the industry is about and just to have guests interact with and have people moving through again staff back at work it's been fantastic so how long have you been uh, at Bali, safari lodge Just going over about five and a half years now. And you must have seen quite a few interesting things uh, in terms of the wildlife here. There's been fantastic sightings. We're very blessed with the the 10,000 hectares that we have. I think some of my favourite ones would be most probably pangolin. Some people wait a lifetime to see them. I waited 12 years to
0: see my first one. Wow. And also, an endangered species, I mean, at the best of times, you're not going to be able to see a pangolin. So that must have been quite exciting for you. It was. It was, it was amazing,
2: even for all my guides, for the guests involved. Yeah, it is one of the most trafficked, unfortunately, most trafficked animal on the continent. So yeah, they are highly endangered. So when you do see one, it's basically a
0: once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Now, we have a lot of international listeners. I mean, the Kruger becomes one of those destinations that everybody wants to do around the world at some point. In your personal opinion, what makes the Kruger so unique and so special? The special thing about Kruger is Kruger is
2: still wild and it's just, yeah, it's totally, it's still wilderness. Only 12% of Kruger is accessible by road, the rest are still massive wilderness blocks where there's no roads, no interaction with animals. So it still possesses that true wild spirit. You never know what you're going to find around the next corner, what animal might appear or might not appear.
0: Yeah, it's just the wildness of Kruger that, that has what lots of places don't. So, when the guests were away, I'm sure the animals must have come out to play, and uh, have you had some interesting encounters with animals during lockdown? Uh, we did, especially in the camps. Yeah, it didn't take long
2: for the animals to lock on, that there was no movement, no people moving around the camps, and in Bali per se. I was doing some uh, controls at night, just checking one of the rooms, heard a bushbuck bark behind me, looked back, saw the bushbuck, thought, okay, he's looking at me, it's fine carried on fixing the pool pump, saw the bushbuck run off, had a nice big male leopard walking down the pathway oblivious to me being there, he was more interested then, yeah where the bushbuck was going. But yeah, it didn't take long for the animals to catch on, we had numerous tracks for lion, hyena, leopard going through the camps and they just caught on automatically that there was no movement, no people, no activity.
0: What, literally walking through uh, this pool deck, uh, through yeah. the restaurant, through the
2: bar? Yeah, there was spur everywhere, even at our other camps, Hoyo Hoyo, Hamilton's, there was a Impala Kill right on the main deck, yeah, a young female leopard, because they just instinctively picked up
0: that there was no movement, no people. Now for those who've visited Africa, who've uh, done a bit of wildlife or a bit of the bush, know that uh, monkeys, baboons are notoriously naughty even when there are people around. I mean, you often hear stories of you know, monkeys taking a, a leap at uh, you know, bananas or food or anything that's standing around when no one's looking. Uh, did you have any of that activity happening while uh, things were in lockdown?
2: No, we generally don't have a problem with that because our, just our, our maintaining of the actual quo with the monkeys and that as long as our rubbish and our food is not accessible, they don't learn that it's accessible. So we've never had a problem all the time we've been here. The baboons, yeah, they did get a little bit naughty running up and down the roofs more than often because, once again, there was just absolutely no movement, but they've never had a chance to access food, so it's a good thing that they don't learn it and then we don't sit with the problem with it.
0: Now what do you recommend uh, people do whilst they're here? I mean, a lot of people have been on safari, a lot of people haven't been on safari, so what are some of the attractions that you would say would make this space so unique? I would just say, just get out on every
2: safari you can. You know, The bush always changes, you're never guaranteed of any sight in every morning. Some people decide they miss a morning safari, and it's the one where they're going to see everything, as opposed to maybe the previous morning you didn't see anything. There's always something new, always something different. And also, if you get a chance to have a, a bush excursion on foot, which is possible depending on the season sometimes, also a totally different way to interact see a lot of the smaller things things you miss while you're on a vehicle based in Florida.
0: How's COVID-19 changed the way things now work? Uh, You know, a lot of people said from the beginning that the bush is just an ideal place for social distancing, for that space. You're constantly outdoor, not a lot of people. I mean, you're not sitting here with thousands of people. There might be, you know, six or eight couples that are spread out. Even on a game drive, you're never more than sort of two couples on a a truck, which is also pretty spread out. Uh, Have you had to make major adjustments? Not major adjustments
2: per se, just yeah, as you said, social distance on the vehicles, making sure surfaces are sanitized. It did take a lot of adaption from, from our side, just implementing new systems, sort of small things like in your bathrooms, we couldn't use multiple use shampoos and, and toiletries. So you'll see in the rooms now it's all single use, small ones, that's to avoid more contact points. Yeah,
0: so I think the hospitality industry in the whole adapted a lot quicker than lots of other industries. And have you been welcoming uh, more people now as things have opened up? Have you found that your weekends are filling up quite nicely? No, the weekends especially, obviously, because it's no international border travel yet, but with
2: interprovincial travel, our weekends have been phenomenal so far. So we're just happy that we've got people
0: and that people are able to come and experience our product. Well, Gregory, I do hope that they come to visit you. It's uh, Safari Manager Gregory Behrens. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. All right, whilst we're here, uh, who else to get on the call but uh, the woman in charge of all of this fantabulous scenery around us at the three fantastic camps here in the Kruger. It's Cindy Sheedy Walker of Extraordinary. Uh, Cindy, thank you so much for joining us on the line.
3: Hi, Alex. Hi. Lovely to be here. Thanks for having me online.
0: I'm so sorry you can't be here with us as we overlook this wonderful infinity pool. I mean, the elephants are busy drinking from the water. But, I mean, this is your office space every day, isn't it?
3: I spend a lot of time at these camps, I actually live in white river which is a little bit to the south of these camps close to nils great but i do try to get up whenever i possibly can as you can see uh i even use a screensaver pretending to be at uh, <laughs> pretending to be at in bali because i'm so keen to be up there
0: well i'm sure your international uh, clients your international partners that you chat to when they get to see some of your backgrounds that are of the places that we've been able to see they must be unbelievably jealous but we spoke a couple of weeks and months ago about uh, the industry reopening at the time i think we weren't too sure how it was going to work when it was going to work and here we are now things are starting to like we've been talking about the corona rust that is starting to come off and and things are starting to come into swing uh how are things changed since we last uh, chatted how how is the industry opening up
3: we started opening some of the properties with intraprovincial initially i think back in sort of july period by uh, about the 7th of august i think we opened um the camps for the interprovincial travel in south africa so that was really the Uh, reigniting of the domestic market that started traveling to our lodges again. Uh, I think South African were literally just desperate to get out of uh, their homes and into the bush. Everybody is uh, thrilled that I've met up with that's been in any of our properties and any other properties, in fact, uh, are thrilled to have those wide open spaces to reconnect uh, with the outdoors, with the bush, uh, the animals and these incredible spaces that we've got which are so safe and so unique.
0: So if I hear you correctly, it sounds like you've had uh, some jam-packed weeks, uh, it seems, sounds like you've been pretty much full up.
3: We have been very fortunate, specifically our properties that are closer to Gauteng, uh, Gauteng obviously being the biggest domestic feeder market with regards to numbers. So our properties uh, that are within a sort of a three-hour driving distance of Johannesburg have definitely taken the lion's share of the market segment. Kruger, uh, where you are now, is um, also popular. Um, It took a little bit longer for Kruger to sort of get uh, reignited, and that was really um, as we were reliant on sandparks opening and sandparks ensuring that uh, the restrictions on on number of guests and the vehicles etc were lifted but now it seems to be you know on a good trajectory kruger itself is busy um the kruger camps the rest camps are busy um but nowhere near pre-corona days at all so for those south africans that have um Lamented the, the busy areas of Kruger, etc. Now is just the best time to visit Kruger because it's almost gone back 20, 30 years with the small numbers. If you travel up north past Zatara, sort of up north of Wailifans, Letabe, etc., north into the Kruger, you see very few other vehicles. It really is an incredibly uh, beautiful and, um, and unique experience.
0: Well I have to echo your sentiments I think one of the other wonderful things about the Kruger is that it is so big and so spread out and even when you're in the lodge you're walking around you're generally not in contact or in close proximity to people uh, at, at the best of times it's literally you know maybe a little bit around your your meal times uh, on a game drive you're generally you know spread out or you've got your own vehicle so you're not also on top of anybody else so it really is a, an ideal place to kind of go to to kind of feel a little bit and I hate using the word normal, but to kind of feel a little bit like it used to be <laughs> in the Absolutely. beginning of the year.
3: So there's, you know, there's, there's a natural social distancing that occurs in safari lodges. Um, we build our, our rooms, our suites, um, apart from each other to in, uh, in kind of, of um having personal space and intimacy throughout. So quite important uh, in, in the current conditions because that's exactly what our customers are looking for. In the dining areas, you know, we've always uh, tried to create uh, little private nodes for for couples, for family groups seated together. So we've always encouraged those separate dining areas anyway. Private dining in the suites is, for instance, is possible. We might do a poolside dinner for a honeymoon couple or an uh, uh, anniversary celebration, etc. We try to do really special little moments of magic. You know, we have those fabulous. I don't know if you attended. With those fabulous um, bush felt sundowner gin tasting events, which are right out in the middle of nowhere, a set-up table with lanterns and something almost straight from an out-of-Africa movie set. And uh, those type of safe environments uh, make guests feel really secure in in their decision to travel.
0: Yeah, Cindy, I must tell you, we missed that gin tasting uh, that you speak of, by I think, by one evening... We did see the photos it looks incredible but uh, all the better reason to come back again and you know you can't do everything in one trip it's just that's not how it works uh, you need so that to that
3: particular gym tasting uh, i was at with a, a group of agents south african agents that had come up to check out the uh, protocols and a couple of journalists as well we had the editor of caxton with us etc it was a fabulous setup i mean uh, just being out in that kind of space um, we actually had two massive elephant bulls walk right past the gin stuff almost as if they were uh, wanting to pop in and taste uh, taste one of our uh, one of our fabulous gins that we have on offer
0: now those are very wise elephants and elephants of uh, distinguished taste so i can see they they know what's good <laughs> So, tell me, so, have there been any interesting lessons that you've learned? I mean, you've had to captain this ship through interesting times, and I think in the hospitality space, it's one of the hardest-hits ones, and very few have come out uh, sort of in one piece at the, you know, on the other side of all of this. But has there been anything that you've kind of picked up during this time and as you're going into sort of the December holidays into 2021, where you've said, gee, that's something that we never thought about or that's something new that we've learned that we're going to incorporate into our properties?
3: I think there have been a great deal of lessons more than anything else i think people have become gentler there's a lot more empathy out there Um, and creating a stronger bond within the organization within the company within the large structure itself has been key people trying to help each other out as much as possible literally moving mountains to try and get our staff back to work against all odds has been really um I think the the key focus of extraordinary um itself uh, we feel very strongly our responsibility towards our staff because without staff obviously there are no lodges and um against all odds you know we we, we are operating of course we do need those international markets the confusion that that has um you know that has uh peppered the recent announcement by the president of opening um, the international borders responsibly and subsequent announcements with the uh, visa restrictions and all sorts of other restrictions which has made um, that international market still not uh, accessible for for people like us. and we've seen massive cancellations happening but um, I think the the biggest um, the biggest take-home from all of this is spending more time looking inwards, looking to uh, community social responsibility programs that that we've been involved with, but where we've become more entrenched and more involved and um, looking forward to how we can really make more difference in conservation and make more difference to the planet, because at the end of the day, uh, we need to take care of it. And of course, Kruger sits right in the centre of my heart, with regards to all of that, um, two and a half million hectares of uh, of pristine wilderness area, which uh, you know d- deserves to be conserved and uh, deserves to have um, uh, clients and and travellers visiting tourists from all over the world. I think that uh, uh, maintaining a positive approach is is key here, and just knowing that things will change and we will move forward. Tourism always has upswings, so we're just waiting for that.
0: So, by the sound of things, we're going to see very much a South African audience right now as your main guests, Uh, and with that, a lot of people have been asking me, are there any good sort of uh, specials, any promotions, anything that you're putting together to make it extra attractive for uh, people sitting on the fence of going somewhere?
3: Absolutely. You know, the the South African market has always been a very important market to the extraordinary group. We have always had um, our our domestic or local special offers, SADC offers uh, available because... The local markets tend to travel on a shorter shorter time period. So so for that reason, we are quite well established in the South African market. Many South Africans know our properties, have traveled to our properties, and have utilized those special offers that we have. Now, more than ever, we have launched... um, loads of additional uh, promotions are uh, pay stay deals children staying for free and during holidays and some of our uh, our larger properties which are closer to Johannesburg, the more family orientated properties in kruger itself you know Hoya, Hoya, uh, hamilton's in bali have got fabulous deals um i think there's a a special offer which is uh, more than more than 60 percent off the usual rates if guests book by the 31st of october and this is for travel right through to the end of uh, january excluding um the period of christmas and new year where we are hoping um that the natural demand will allow us to um to still have uh, some sort of uh, some sort of rate uh, achieved, but yeah, we do have fabulous specials, and on the Extraordinary website, um, extraordinary.co.za, or each of those individual properties' websites, we do have those specials available.
0: Well, I encourage people to have a look at that. Uh, I mean, you like you've just mentioned also Hamilton's you've mentioned Hoyo uh, Hoyo which are not too far from each other these are sister camps to, to where we are at the moment and uh, they've all got their own style their own character and there's a little bit of something for everybody and we've already heard some fantastic stories from the team here about amazing sightings that people have had at these camps whilst either using the outdoor shower or whilst sitting on the terrace and having lunch or breakfast and watching you know, the animals do what they do when there's a water hole around and uh, I really encourage people to to check out those specials Uh, you know take some time out and um, the one thing i have to say is you actually feel like a new human again (laughs) after you come back from one of these even if it's a short break even if it's just a weekend or a midweek break you actually feel so much better afterwards
3: Absolutely, it's, it's so refreshing and there's so many great uh, destinations within Kruger to combine, to create a proper family holiday, uh, traveling through the region, visiting other camps, visiting the, the Sand Parks National uh, Rest Camps as well. So one can combine different options. It's not necessarily that it only has to be a two or three nights day in one of our camps, but there's so much to do in, in the area and in Kruger itself that you can combine together with it.
0: Well, Cindy Shidu Walker, thank you so much uh, for having us and letting us uh, kind of get an experience firsthand. She's the CEO of Extraordinary Sales and Marketing and also flying the flag high for Kruger and uh, domestic travel in South Africa. And uh, it's been fantastic having you on. And uh, look forward to chatting to you again in the near future, if not in 2020, maybe even in 2021. And hopefully we'll have uh, more exciting and extraordinary things to talk about.
3: Really looking forward to that, Alex. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you so much.
0: Time for us to get to our events guide for this week and more things happening in uh, Santon and surroundings. Let's kick off with Madison Avenue in Ravonia. This Friday, October 9th is the big reopening party featuring DJ Dexter. Free entry from 6pm to 8pm with drink specials lined up. Then Katie's Palace Bar also this Friday, October 9th has Mark Pilgrim on the decks from 4 p.m. to 11 p.m. Then Billy the Bum's Four Ways. It's Hello Summer this weekend with a sizzling DJ lineup starting on Thursday, October 8th from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. Friday, October 9th from 8.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. and Sunday, October 10th from 8.30 p.m. to 11.30 p.m. as well. Tigers Milk, Maris, Arch and Brynson have kicked off a quiz night every Wednesday from 7 p.m. Free entrance. Uh, teams are a maximum of six and don't forget that booking is essential. Altitude Beach Club in four ways. Another busy weekend starting on Thursday, October 8th to Sunday, October 11th, 12 noon to 11.30 p.m. With an array of DJs throughout the day and night. Make sure you book to reserve your spot. Then Rivonia. The Beach, it's Bands on the Sands this Saturday, October 10, with live music from 3.30pm to 5.30pm and half-price cocktails and gin and tonics from 3.30pm to 4.30pm. Then the Greenhouse in Rosebank has got Sunday, October 11th as Sublime Sundays, with an array of DJs lined up as well. Booking is essential, so don't miss out on that. And finally, The Grand in Rivonia is trading from Monday to Sunday, from 12 noon to midnight. Entrance includes your food and is 750 Rand and that's your events guide for this week thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Santon Times podcast it's been absolutely amazing amazing broadcasting from the Kruger National Park uh, on a pool deck overlooking an infinity pool with animals running around all over the place uh, what a pleasure if you want to get in touch email editor at santontimes.ca.za you can connect with us on social media at Santan Times. visit the blog www.santontimes.ca.za and you can subscribe Share and leave a review or rating for this podcast on apple podcasts spotify anchor overcast soundcloud and of course if you're watching this on youtube don't forget to hit subscribe press the button like add a comment you know all the good things that you need to do on youtube so do it thank you to all my guests for joining me today and uh, we will continue our travels around the kruger park for now let's connect again next week for more interesting conversations as 2020 draws to a close can you believe it thanks for listening and i look forward to being with you again next week.